Welcome to the Living Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Meyer, a multi-six-figure entrepreneur, founder of White Wolf Reiki, and a former corporate HR professional turned polyvagal-informed leadership and neuro coach, Reiki master, educator, and international speaker. In this podcast, we explore the intricate connection between our nervous system and our performance, productivity, and well-being. I'm here to guide organizations, leaders, and founders in enhancing performance, fostering a psychologically safe workplace, and building teams with high retention that thrive. Let's future-proof your business, raise team morale, and prevent burnout. Join me weekly as we tap into discussions around regulating the nervous system, rewiring the mind, and enhancing wealth and success, with a splash of my love for energy healing and magic woven in as well. Here's to choosing to live more connected. Happy Lunar New Year. If you choose to celebrate the Lunar New Year, I am sending you so much love and really just acknowledging, I know for myself, February and the rise of welcoming in this year of the dragon, releasing the year of the rabbit was one of which I was feeling a lot of anticipation around. And I can not even begin to describe some of these shifts that have just really been unfolding in the last week. This new sense of frequency, this new energy, this new alignment. And I know this term I don't necessarily adore, but it really feels like a whole new portal has opened up. And the reason I say this too is the the magnitude of the work and the facilitation of even opening my channel up with clients, pinpointing and addressing their exact needs has been so precise. It's actually just astonishing. And I've, I've really been really sinking into this opportunity on not just energetic hygiene practices, but really allowing my own frequency to be in that state to receive without any expectation and truly having the opportunity to feel very grounded in what wants to be shared, what needs to be shared, even though there might be some inhibitions in, is this actually going to resonate? And that is really all part of even exercising our trust muscle. And kind of in that lens, a big theme of conversation this week has been around what does resilience mean to you? I held a beautiful live with a colleague of mine and we talked about this conversation over on my LinkedIn. So if you don't follow me there, please make sure that you take an opportunity, come and connect and even get an opportunity to really listen in because everyone's perspective on resilience is truly so unique. And I'm really going to speak to it today, not only in my own experience in my own meaning and interpretation of how we look at resiliency, how we build that muscle, allowing ourselves to go into these situations, whether it be with clients, with employees, with our relationships, and really lean into the intuitive side of our deep inner knowing and trusting, trusting, trusting ourselves. This is so imperative but even more so how there's interrelations to polyvagal theory in building that resilience muscle, how the terminology can come across and how you can kind of bring a lens in for you. And as best as I can, sharing with you a little bit around 
yes, regulation of our nervous system to help to support us, but rather looking at it in the lens of having a calm nervous system is the equation to excess, but rather a flexible nervous system. Because we're not intended to necessarily be calm all the time. We want to have that breath of, I can be flexible, I can put myself more in an activated state, but still have my toolkit, my rituals, my resources built to guide me back into my parasympathetic. So let's just jump right into things, of course, as always, just before we tap into the goodness and the richness of the nervous system. This is the final opportunity to join us within next week's upcoming Reiki Level 2 online cohort. If you have been certified in Karuna in Asui, you are more than welcome to join us to upgrade into this highly evolved frequency that is so deeply effective, receiving the placement not only with the Level 2, understanding of like what that can bring forward for you and the symbols so you can start to extend different elements and different opportunities to allow the Reiki to evolve into your practices or even with clients because you do get the distance symbol. So please feel free to reach out. That link again, as always, will also be in the show notes for you to receive and for you to secure your spot. And there are already individuals enrolling for the March cohort, six weeks together of Reiki Mastery. Also, again, please send me a DM or an email to follow up to get all the comprehensive layout and lens about everything that's within that beautiful six-week program. Ultimately, you do need to be certified, of course, in level one, level two before entering into mastery. But this, when we're talking about resilience and when we're talking about that muscle of trust, of flexibility, we are putting ourselves into, I feel like... This was kind of a nice segue as I'm just sitting here because Reiki was really one of these things that I had a lot of resistance in in the beginning. I very much second-guessed, is this going to work? Will this land in the way that I am intending it to land for the client? And ultimately, I just had to get out of my own way. I had to release. I had to surrender and know and trust so deeply that the experience was going to be exactly what they needed. I didn't need to manipulate. I didn't need to control that element of a healing journey for someone and really just come into a sense of peace and understanding that each, as we talk about like our energetics, their integration and their process of understanding and holding their healing to allow it to be what it needs to be will evolve at the pace that is best suitable for them while still staying flexible, resourceful, and calm. Because what so often can arise is there's almost so much activation, there's so much overwhelm that we therefore go into more of a freeze, more of that shutdown, kind of essentially like what we're we talking about even today, like that hypo arousal, where it's very hard to then start to witness and bear into mobility of the sense and like mobilized energy of putting ourselves into experiences that will continue to stretch us and this is where we start to see those patterns continuously cycle through and we're just questioning like why is this still happening and this is really where having these foundational not only the resources but truly being devoted to the inner works 
and allowing yourself to come into regulation, rewiring your mind, this beautiful work I hold space for with for clients is just so deeply transformative. So what does resilience mean for you? I just want you to ask yourself that question because we all will have our own interpretation. For me personally, resilience has always been whether it's stretching a mental, an emotional, or a physical muscle in which I'm putting myself into new experiences, things of the unknown, where there is an an opportunity for me to control that experience. So I'll give you an example of this. Last year, my resilience muscle was so deeply built when I was training for the Grand Fondo out in BC. I was training for a 122 kilometer race, cycling with 2000 meters of elevation. One, I had never ridden that distance before. Two, I had no idea what the course was all about. Three, I didn't even know how my body would be reactive to such a long endurance on a bike through the hydrations, when I get muscle cramping, anything even when it came to like my neck, I was having these fears around going downhill at the speed of which I knew the acceleration would be, even going uphill, you name it. And I really had to come into this place for my body for months of coming back and not only allowing my own mental state, strengthening the muscle of my mind to know that I could achieve this, that I could achieve this not only safely, but in a healthy way, and really seeing myself through that course as best as possible, even though I had never done it before. And in completing it, really understanding like I was putting myself through every time I would get a heightened state of anxiety, a heightened state of stress, and everything that was unfolding up into this day, how I could still bring myself back into my body and just feel this level of deep certainty of it is going to be okay. I could see the support around me. This, of course, happens again when the pivot last year in my business and really, again, without even sharing much about it, there was months behind the scenes where I just sat with it and I could really see myself immersed in the work, allowing myself to believe not only in me, but again, resourcing who's around me for support, my coaches, my mentors, ultimately to the universe. The universe is here to co-create with me and I get to be this vessel, this conduit. And when I'm in my greatest bliss, my greatest alignment, that gets to unfold in a way for me that I get to see the expansion in my gifts, in the service, in the impact, in the income, everything in between. And this can really come in through your own connectedness, even when it comes to maybe securing a new job or a promotion. A lot of the leaders I'm working with right now, they are not just looking for an advancement in their career, but they're looking to redefine how they're doing things. And that can bring equally a lot of resistance in how is my team going to adapt to this? How am I going to create an opportunity? And I want to say this in the sense of like, Really allow them to integrate and not just flip the script overnight. It's a titrated process, just like our nervous system, to allow them to see the small steps to lead to the bigger goal of how we are going to start to reshape the the vision or reshape the culture or reshape how we are going to achieve this project management goal. Little elements like that. And 
at the end of the day, when we talk about it from a polyvagal perspective, this is one of the beautiful things and the goals of polyvagal theory is it allows ourselves to build resiliency and flexibility in our nervous system because again, we are not intended to be calm all the time. And there's this beautiful concept termed by Dan Siegel and he speaks to our window of tolerance. So our window of tolerance, it's said to be that when we are essentially in our place of our window, and that's going to be a different size, a different, obviously like bay window for someone, and someone else may just have a little nook of a window. But when we have these windows created within our own physiology, in our own state of beings, this is really addressing for us and an opportunity to see this is where I can easily regulate my emotions. I can easily tolerate uncertainty and experiences each and every moment in my day. I don't feel hyper aware and I'm or hyper vigilant even in what's surrounding me. And I just get to feel so grounded, so connected. Yes, I do feel so deeply intuitive as well. So there's elements like this that will come forward when you are in your window of tolerance. Now, when we go outside our window of tolerance, we are either going to find ourselves in this hyper arousal or a hypo arousal, which is simply to say fight or flight or freeze. And a specific example could be this is for Friday as we release the episode each and every week on a Friday. So let's say you're in your office and you get a message from your boss this Friday to now have to work the weekend. It's a long weekend, you have some plans, and ultimately what will begin to happen is you are going to go out of your window of tolerance, most likely because this is essentially your nervous system is computing this as a threat, as an unknown, as something again that is unanticipated, unexpected, and really taking you out of when we're talking about flexibility, that means adaptability as well. So how are you going to respond Are you going to allow yourself to feed into the emotions, feed into maybe some frustration, some anger, some stress, some resentment, some disappointment, anything that could arise, and then react in that sense of quickly engage with the email or the call that you've received this request by? Or are you going to allow yourself to come into a place of awareness, of observation, what is this opening up for you? What is a lesson to be had here? What is an opportunity to be seen as you receive this and how your even higher self can respond to this situation? And it reminds me a lot even of just seeing the growth through our nervous system of I've had a similar request come forward from me when I was back in corporate. I even remember significantly this email that I received And it was telling me without even asking that I was taking on an additional portfolio. And immediately I just started crying and I could feel my stress just bubble within myself. And I ultimately in that moment responded to the email in a way in reflection probably wasn't the most ideal because I was so deactivated from my parasympathetic, from my executive functioning that it wasn't my authentic self. And that's very much what we get to observe when we are in a place of safety. But now that this work over the years has been titrated, 
has allowed me, when I say titrated, I mean, I've gone into opportunities and these experiences, whether physical, emotional, mental, that have truly stretched me into something anew to allow me to see I can come back to myself. I am safe. I'm having these experiences and I'm not having these experiences to shut me down. I'm doing it to a point where I know almost like an elastic band, a rubber band analogy, that the band isn't going to break. The band gets to come back into its form, but then I can go right back out into stretching it as far as possible before that place of breaking. And I think that too, if there's one thing that sticks, think about that analogy for yourself. What is the size of your rubber band? What is one thing that you can kind of maybe dip your toe in, allow that band to stretch even further to start to begin to grow that window so it becomes that huge, beautiful bay of your own? We really, really, really want to take steps towards discomfort incrementally. And we really want to treat our nervous system regulation as daily self-care. I truly wish I could share more through this medium on a podcast around some of the resources that I leverage. There is so much within the subconscious that we tap into with modalities, but very much the practicality of these resources that clients receive are those of which you don't need to allocate 10 minutes, 30 minutes to start to see a shift. We're talking about 30 seconds. And I do have some videos over on my Leader MindShift IG account, my LinkedIn, that is starting to bring in and share via video some of these exercises. So again, if you have been curious and you want to see that, you want to receive that, be sure to connect there. But more so than anything, we're really looking at these rituals and tools that will be different for each individual depending on their state, depending on their window as to what they can start to build out as their toolkit and engage and activate that parasympathetic branch of their rest and digest to then activate the executive functioning, place the prefrontal cortex of their brain. However, I am going to describe to you one of the techniques that really is just very effective for me to engage and it's part of, and it was, I should say, part of the tapping series when you're an emotional freedom technique practitioner and you're guiding individuals through those acupressure points. This used to be one of the points that was part of the flow and it's known as a gamut point. And this gamut point is essentially located between your fourth and fifth finger on your hand and you're going to notice a small little spot just below the knuckles where you can start to massage with your index finger on your other hand that place and just allowing that to for 30 seconds add some pressure and massage but I just had to yawn because this is what begins to happen when we allow ourselves to regulate our nervous system is we are through this seeing the responses of our body feeling safe, whether that's through a yawn, a sigh, a swallow, a cry, a laugh, a burp, these are normal. And for some, it may take longer to notice that relief, to notice that shift within their own physiology to receive that. But it is something that will happen, again, through repetition, allowing nervous system regulation practices, 
to be daily self-care. Because again, at the end of the day, whatever resilience means and looks like for you, it is very, very fundamental that as you start to expand, build resiliency, I hear so often resiliency and leadership. For one, what does that mean? But to become a resilient leader, this isn't just a one stab at a workshop or a one hour training that leaders can receive. It is so deeply, deeply unique and deeply rooted for each individual based on their past experiences, based on their societal and not just like societal, but even family conditioning, really bringing together their internal parts. So inner child work and addressing some of the root issues as to what may be creating such resistance and maybe going forward outside of their window safely. And this is why I love facilitating this work. Again, not only just in a one-to-one capacity, there's been beautiful conversations around bringing this into corporations that will address each and every individual so they can start to see lasting change. It's not just walking away and feeling empowered. It's truly knowing that this is something that gets to be an evolution, a journey, an exploratory opportunity of reassessing even who am I? And when we're, I'll leave it on this note too, of like resilience even has come forward in different forms of, I personally get such a thrill and adrenaline rush and joy too traveling, traveling solo. And as much as I do love to be with my partner traveling, there's just something that grows within me each time I do it alone. Resilience again can also come with the level of investments we make. The very first investment I ever made in my journey was only a few hundred. And then it went into four figures. And then it went into five figures. And then a greater five figures. And that too is a resilience muscle in the investment that we will make in ourselves. Trusting ourselves. Coming back to that trust, trust, trust. Can't say it enough this episode. So as always, I'm just going to leave it here. Sit with this. Start to recognize what are you doing? What are you choosing Resiliency to me is such a such a piece of the pie in if we are truly looking to shift in an identity level, if we are looking to shift in who we are and the experiences that we are having, this is also something that we cannot leave out of the equation. So really starting to understand no matter where you're at, what you do, elements that you can incorporate into being the most resilient version of yourself as well so as always thank you for being here there's opportunities to connect further with me there's an opportunity to get the replay to the lead with ease masterclass that i held a few weeks back for you to be able to just witness more around polyvagal theory the exercises to bring you into peak performance as the leader as the founder that you are So you can best engage and equally support your team, your clients. Even further, there are some spots, I'll say limited spots right now because I think they're actually booking out up until March, 
or one-to-one introductory calls to explore whether it is a presentation, a workshop, a training, even just this opportunity to explore one-to-one coaching together, very much focused on nervous system stabilization, rewiring your mind, tapping into those different elements to empower you with new beliefs, new behaviors that give you a greater level of capacity, but also providing you with a new skill set. Depending where you're at, that's part of the discussion that we would be having as well. As always, sending my love and of course, stay regulated. Let me just take a moment to share something that has truly elevated my mornings and helped me start my day on a greater, calm, focused, even with a punch of veggies note. I've integrated plant people gummies into my morning routine and their products have become an essential part of my self-care. What I really find sets plant people apart is their commitment to quality and transparency. It's a natural and plant-based approach to self-care that aligns perfectly with my values. But the greatest part about it is whether it's been a tea, a gummy, or even their spreads, they don't compromise on taste. So who doesn't like treating yourself to a moment of indulgence while nourishing your well-being? And I do have something special for you, the listeners here. Plant People is offering an exclusive discount. You can use the code MALMEYER, and I should say it's mal.meyer, at checkout to enjoy 15% off your order. You won't want to miss this opportunity, and you can find those full details in the link in the show notes below.